Malcolm, um, touring car meeting down at Silverstone. I know you popped down there to have a little look around, but uh, must be quite nice to now be very much involved in the development of the new engine for uh, 2022. Yeah, exciting times. I mean, it's a long time since I've been to a, a BTCC race, so that was interesting in itself, and obviously the opportunity to meet some of the teams and the and uh, how the whole thing operates. Um, so that was good, and on the positive side, we're uh, we're getting pretty close to having our first engine running as well. So, um, lots of sort of things happening. Um, so, yeah, interesting times. Fantastic stuff. In fact, the last time I remember seeing you at a touring car meeting was at uh, Thruxton, uh, and in fact, I think in those days, um, Matthew was doing the Formula Renault Championship, and you were there with Elaine, obviously his mum and dad looking after your boy. But he was doing single-seaters in those days. Gosh, so that, yeah, that, I suppose that's nearly 20 years ago, so that's about right, I think. Uh, yeah, I thought, um, you're probably right. I, I remember going to Knock Hill when David was running the BM, so uh, probably a similar sort of time. So so what did, did, how, did, how did Matthew approach you, or how did you find out about his, his desire to be a single-seater racer? What was the, what was the, the reason behind his thoughts? Um, no, well, I mean, prior to that, he'd done the T-Cars uh, and won that championship. And, of course, um, he, you know, he always wanted to do rallying. But, the, of course, when he's that age, he's, he's, there was no rallying in those days for that sort of age of, of uh, driver. So uh, we just felt that any type of sort of competition that he could do uh, would be beneficial. So, you know, from that was the next step, really, from the T-Cars onto, uh, onto Formula Renault. And also, I mean, he made uh, made his mark in the World Rally Championship as well against uh, in the period when we had people like Loeb and, and guys like, obviously, uh, Sebastian Auger was, was there or thereabouts. But Sebastian Loeb was very much at the forefront of the championship. But, I mean, again, he, he had a lot of success, at not winning rallies necessarily, but he proved himself as a, as a very competent rally driver. Yeah, a lot of good, good solid um, results. Um, yeah, and it's just a shame that he obviously then couldn't continue but um that was the the reality of the situation at the time which meant um he had to you know on the other hand there was a great opportunity for it to come into business and then of course the bentley program uh, was starting so it was a great opportunity for him to then you know take and start to look after the bentley race program absolutely uh recently as well there's been uh sort of uh features about you and obviously the Ford contract that you got but that Ford contract I mean how did that all come about when did this all sort of happen and, and what was the sort of approach from 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 Ford's perspective as far as uh, getting the Ford uh, rally championship con uh, contract uh, it all started basically in um, in 1996 um, they were looking to um, outsource it and uh, then uh, you know we had the the success that we had in Finland where we managed to get a private driver onto the podium and, uh, of course, the factory cars, I think Carlos was six. Um, uh, so then, um, you know, negotiations opened again and then literally the week of Rally GB that year, it was announced that um, from uh, January onwards we would be we would be taking on the for the 97 season the running of Carlos Sainz and um, Armin Schwartz was where we started the programme with in Monte Carlo. Absolutely right. And uh, 
what was your what was your sort of feelings at that moment in time? I mean, obviously this was a big step for you, but a big step for the company, but uh, but a great step forward, of course, as far as the the future for the for M Sport was concerned. Well, it was an incredible opportunity. Um, you know, there had been a lot of discussions during 1996 uh, to the point of me even actually going down to run the team from from Boreham, and then uh, I decided against that. I wanted to still stay based in Cumbria. But it was an incredible opportunity for me to be able to think that, uh, you know, you'd just sort of retired from driving in 95 and then you you handed the reins to run the, what would be my dream, to run the, the, the Ford World Rally Team from 97 onwards. But of course, it, it uh, you know, it wasn't all plain sailing. We had to have a big influx of staff and, you know, we, at that point in time, we only had 18 people working for us when we were awarded the contract, so... Like any business, you get a lot of growing pains when you you know import a lot of people very quickly. But um, we're still here today and uh, still doing that job 20 odd years later. So, and obviously we've had some tremendous success along the way. Obviously, I had uh, the pleasure of coming and visiting you at uh, the home base, and uh, I remember sitting around having lunch with you and uh, and uh, Elaine, and obviously with Matthew as well. But of course, in those days, I mean, it was all run from from a home base. I mean. Um, Obviously, the big step to Davenby Hall came about, but uh, I mean, those years that you had at home, I mean, they were they were very successful in their own particular way, but particularly in the way of you were working from home rather more than in the environment you're in now. Yeah, I mean, we had uh, you know we had tremendous success so from '93 to '95. I think we won like 11 um, national championships in various parts of the world, you know, Middle East, Portugal, Greece, and obviously I managed to win the British Championship. It took me a long time in 1994 as well, but uh, 11 championships. And then, of course, the the performance that we did on the World Championship event with, with Finland in '96, which was the catalyst, basically, to Ford deciding that, you know, we were probably the company that could could take on the reins of, of running the program for them. And obviously, I mean, manufacturers' titles came back to back as well in, in, in what, 2005, 2006. I mean, that was that was a great achievement from your point of view, wasn't it? 2006, 2007, yeah. 2006, 2007, sorry. I think it was something like 25 years uh, pre, prior to that where Ford had actually won. So, um, yeah, I mean, an incredible sort of feeling and... Uh, took a long time to get there but then to do it back to back was yeah a tremendous tremendous uh, effort by everybody here to be honest 2020 um can i suggest that you're probably not quite there or haven't been quite there this year or is that probably being a bit unfair no it's been very fair at the end of the day we um you know we had two incredible years in 17 and 18 um but sadly we weren't in a position to be able to continue to sustain that level of uh, expenditure with you know with having the, the top drivers and uh, we you know we were uh, to basically it's a rebuilding exercise uh, at the end of the day the, the main priority for me is the business and obviously now coupled with what's happened uh, you can imagine it's it's been an incredibly difficult year for uh, for me certainly something I didn't expect after being in business for 40 years but we're still here uh, we're very fortunate that we're now developing uh, the new car for the 2022 season and I have to tell you that that is my target is to find a way that you know we're in a strong position come 
starting with a new car again in 2022 because I just have 100% confidence in my guys that uh, we will definitely design and develop and and build a winning car for Ford again for that for that season. So that's what I'm working towards is trying to find a way that we can uh, end up having you know top drivers in in the team again for 2022. Well, we hope that uh, you know we can get uh, things sorted out with this COVID-19 problem we have at the moment, which clearly is on everybody's minds and is very much part and parcel of a way of life at the moment. But in terms of the coming weekend, we've got uh, obviously Rally Sardinia, the uh, the 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 Rally Italy, effectively. But uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting event, very challenging, very different sort of challenge to the one that we had, obviously, with the previous event. Yeah, in in some ways it's a little bit similar to Turkey, but it's definitely not that, as hard. And obviously we won't have the same sort of temperature, but um, there are a, a huge amount of big rocks that are embedded into the landscape in uh, Sardinia, and they certainly are not forgiving. So you've you've got to be uh, very mindful, and you've got to probably drive a little bit cleaner line in in Sardinia than you would in some of the other rallies. That's for sure, because uh, you hit one of those and you very quickly uh, take your wheel or break the suspension. So there's um, there's certainly not kind on the, on the car if you do actually come into contact with them. What's the lineup for this weekend then? It's uh, in Sardinia. It's the same lineup. It's uh, Esther Pekalapi and Timu Sonnen and uh, and Gus Greensmith. And then will uh, will Adrian be running in uh, in WRC two or? Yeah, Adrian's in um will be in WRC too. Um so yeah, he's uh, he's been he had a strong run in Turkey and um he's just won Rally Legends at the weekend, so uh, he was in a WRC car for the first time, which is probably going to make my life a bit more difficult now because obviously he's had a fantastic time in the car and uh, of course to be able to drive one of the the top level cars it's it's quite a uh, an incredible feeling, so I'm sure I'm going to get put under pressure from him trying to get into a WRC car a bit more often. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be knocking on the door. He's probably got his hand on the on the door handle for the car already, maybe more than likely. I would have thought, yes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, and all in all, I mean, this weekend obviously is an important event. You want to come home with a clean clean sheet as far as the guys are concerned. Uh, but looking ahead, obviously, we've got one more round to come, Ypres, Belgium. Is that is that sort of, uh, again, a very unique event as far as the World Rally Championship is concerned? Well, it's unique in the fact that it's the first time it's ever been in, the, in WRC. Um, and, of course, it's going to be run at a, a time of year where... It's probably going to be wet um, and slippery. And to be honest, those roads in, in those conditions, it's going to be a very, very tricky, uh, very tricky event. Mm. Um, we're certainly looking to get the guys out there and do a test beforehand because it is certainly different to any other event that's uh, currently in the World Championship, should we say. Matthew is obviously keeping his eyes on the Bentley program, as he has been doing very well over the last few years or so. But we've got Bentley um, presumably competing in something like the Spa 24-hour race because they've been doing testing recently, haven't they? Yeah, we were, uh, Matthew and the team were out in um, last week in Spa uh, doing the, the Spa test, um, looking to try and make some improvements because, again, we're going to be running in probably what will be wet conditions. So uh, it's one area that we've been really concentrating on back here on the design and development side. So we had quite a few different components and new things to try. 
pleased to say that they worked um, really well. So um, hopefully we can be, you know, if we do have difficult weather conditions, then we can certainly be much more competitive than probably what we've been in the wet previously. So uh, looking forward to, to that challenge. But that is actually going to be the sort of Bentley program rather more than sort of supporting, um, t you know, privateer teams then? No, it'll just be private teams in Spa um, this year with, with support from M Sport, with engineering support and obviously parts support. Uh, the next event that we will do as, as Bentley M Sport will be, um, will be Kyle Army in uh, December. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, obviously, Stuart Parker racing very much at the forefront. Frank Bird, young Frank Bird, uh, Paul Bird's son, of course, has, has been making quite a, quite a good, uh, good run or making good runs in, in the Bentley program as well as, as, as sort of uh, the, in the, the academy side, hasn't he? Yeah, he's very sadly had a massive shunt last week in Spa, unfortunately. Um, a really uh, high-speed accident. He had a, I think he had a, a right rear tyre failure, which uh, basically launched him into the, the barriers. So mm. extensive damage for, for Stewart to repair between now and uh, getting the car ready for Spa. But it's, I think we're, everybody's relieved to say that Frank was OK and the, the chassis of the car appears to be OK, but there's a significant amount of other damage that, uh, that needs to be done. Otherwise, can I wish you all the very best for this weekend, and hope it all goes well, and uh, and come away with a with a with a good result, which will be which will be wonderful for everybody at M Sport, yeah. Yeah, it'd be great if we could. You know, we we knew that we'd be struggled to get podiums this year, but if we could get a podium, then uh, that would be a a great result for us. Mm. But I mean, I think the nice thing about it all, behind all of this, we have this underlying. Uh, future program with the British touring car engine and, uh, and and all that sort of activity going on as well so there's plenty going on at M Sport you're not sort of idling are you at all we're not idling but uh, I have to say when you see what's happening in this world at the moment it's uh, and I believe it's personally I believe it's the tip of the iceberg I think there's a lot worse to come yet um, certainly when the, the furlough scheme having ends at the end of this month then not just motorsport but uh, you just need to look around and see what's happening to a lot of other businesses it's uh, it's very tragic times ahead is it raining or sunny in uh, in cumbria this today it's an absolutely stunning day to be honest it's beautiful wonderful lovely part of the world if you've got nothing better to do go and spend a few days up in the lake district in cumbria because it's a, it's a beautiful place to be but best wishes for the weekend and obviously good luck for the future as well malcolm it's been a pleasure thank you very much